quiet your mind. Ever since the Earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But two brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of Mantis. Dawn of Madness 4, 5, 45, 40, we're going to say 45, and this area is a good number. Is it? Yeah, it is. What 45. For, is it? How is it significant? It doesn't matter. So, <laughs> the news of the day is this. Oh. What is He-Man it? is coming back, y'all. Hold on, in cartoon form? Cartoon form. No way. So, so you... You have to you have to uh, be open minded on this. I am okay. It is gonna be anime. It what? is gonna be anime. But Kevin Smith is on board and he's like in charge of it. Okay. So you have to, you know, push away your hatred or not, or maybe not hatred. No, I hate it. No, <laughs> your your uh, and because I have it too. Um, Maybe your dislike, yeah, of anime, but it's it's He Man, and there is some anime that is really well done. It's just not my cup of coffee. It's not mine either. Yeah, it's unsettling almost to me. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe it won't be full on anime. Maybe it'll just be. And I haven't watched anime in years, so I don't know. I don't know if the anime I'm thinking of is just like, you know, if I, if I'm stereotyping all anime, but you know, maybe there's anime now that doesn't look like anime whenever i used to see it on tv went back when i had cable which has been quite a while <laughs> yeah maybe it's so progressed since then or something so uh i'm gonna uh you know i like kevin smith and and I, I i like i've heard him on some podcasts and i like the comic book man show yeah um he so, was silent bob if you know that's how he's mostly known yeah yeah from jay and silent yeah. bob but he does yeah, a lot of other and things stuff like that director yeah. of that oh yeah so uh you know the the three the three pillars is He Man, Kevin Smith, and anime. So I may not like the third pillar of anime. I like the other two so much Kevin that I'm gonna Smith. hope that it works. Yeah. And I've been a social justice warrior on well, not social justice warrior, <laughs> but a He Man warrior on uh on some social media that I some little groups that I have. The what keeps me going with with social media mm-hmm. is some of these little like toy groups, like vintage toy groups and He-Man groups and stuff like that. And there are some people like, oh my God, this will be the worst thing ever. <laughs> it's like, you're just the kid that won't eat the broccoli. Have you tried it? No, I don't know. I, don't, I know I'm not going to like it though. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you got to at least, I can understand. He's like, well, anime is not my thing, but you got to at least wait. I mean, it's going to be a year. It's going to be on Netflix. Um, it'll be a year before it's out at least. There's no release date, so that tells me a year. So uh, that's what it normally is. I wonder what made them go anime. That's yeah. such a bizarre choice to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, very yeah, strange. That is. Um, Maybe it'll be amazing. I yeah, don't know. that's only breaking news that I that I have to bring up, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it on that. I don't have any breaking news. No, nothing new. No, well, I will tell you this. Uh, I think everybody 
This has nothing. It's not breaking news or anything like that. This has been what's on been ba, what on ba, my. Ba, ba. <laughs> this has been on my mind for a few days. All right. People need to be more thankful. Oh yeah. Uh, Theo Vaughn on his podcast. I've always was, agreed with that. Anytime ever anyone ever says that. Yeah. Uh, he he said he wakes up in the morning and uh, I've done this a couple times now. Uh, get up in the morning or whatever time. And write down a couple, like two or three things that you're thankful for. And yeah. it doesn't have to be amazing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like enormous things. Uh, you know, you you know, I can be thankful. I'm thankful for my car that gets me to work and back. Sure. I'm thankful for the air that I can breathe. I don't know. I'm thankful for the insulin yeah. that I take that not me personally, but many people out there that help me from, you know, keeps me from going into some kind of sugar shock. I'm thankful for my significant other, my job, my, yeah. my, my, my kids, you know, my whatever, my friends, you know. Uh, yeah, no, that's, need to be that's really healthy because the way I look at that is I look at, are you thankful for the small things? So, you know, like today, um, one of my students, students gave me a oat and honey bar, like a little, uh, granola bar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I'd mentioned a few days earlier that I liked those. So he brought an extra one for me and you know, I was like, I'm really thankful. I was thinking, I wasn't thinking thankful, but, but I was telling the class, um, that if you're thankful for small things, you know, then you don't need a lot to be happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You don't need to wait and, Oh, what's the next big thing that uh, that's going to make me happy. It's like, what about those small things that you have that you could find plenty of people that don't have? Yeah. Like the oat and honey bar in the morning. Yeah. I'm telling you, you were appreciative. You were thankful. That's right. Yeah. I, I was really, and it was like a complex thing of emotions. Like, you know, somebody else thought of you, which they didn't have to. I mean, I don't know. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. Too yeah. many of us take that for granted, even those little small things. Oh, yeah. And then the bigger things, even like today when I got home from work, uh, uh, my daughter came out in the yard and and the little two-year-old, you know, she well, she's almost two. She came out and uh, it, it kind of clouded over, and there was a nice breeze, and we were throwing the ball back and forth, all mm-hmm. three of us to each other, and playing, and and it hit me like really strong. It hit me really hard, and I was just like, "This is the life." Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh yeah. This is a ama- like we were laughing and and joking around and throwing the ball, and the you know the, the baby's adorable, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, running and tra- chasing it, and Lexi was cracking up, and then it got stuck in the tree, and she like duct taped two brooms together to jab <laughs> it out of the tree, and it was just all hilarious, and it was just great. It was yeah. just great. It was great. Nothing, nothing complex about it. No, it's just it, being with my yeah. kids. It was just yeah. great. No, it, it's it's uh, it's something that you know you just got to feel for somebody that works hard and works seventy hours a week and. They have that limited time or maybe they go through a bad divorce and they don't see one of their kids for weeks at a time. So, um, yeah. So I think we owe it to anyone that can't, I think we owe it to them in a way, even though they're strangers, we should seize that time. Yeah. Because, you know, if you waste that time, it's kind of, you know, in a way they could be like, Hey, why did you squander that? I, I would kill for that. Right. You know, and that's another thing I'm thinking. I mean, because your daughter's almost the same age as me. Oh yeah. Well, one yeah. we have other kids, but we have two daughters, and they're like best friends. But one's 14, one's 13. 
But that's another thing I'm thinking is, my God, it feels like she was just born and now she's 13. Mm-hmm. The next five years are going to be like a snap. Like, mm-hmm. I want every minute I can get, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that I time mean, flies by. I can't tell I you how many you. times. Yeah. She'll run up to her room and shut the door and I hear the music come on and I know she's just being a teenager hanging out in her room. And I probably almost pester her because I'll just like knock on the door. It's like, hey, let's let's watch a movie. What movie you watch? Or let's go outside and. You know, she's in volleyball, so let's go outside and practice volleyball, or let's go jump on yeah. the trampoline. You know, I'm just like, come, come, be out here with me. Be Sometimes with me. she's like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, a lot of times she's like, dad, <laughs> and a lot of times she is. You yeah, know, she will do it. Yeah, <clears> but, there is something about they they want they want to sh- shut themselves off from the world. And I was like that when I was a teenager. Oh totally. yeah, I mean, I would shut my room, and you know, well, of course, I wouldn't. Allow, I didn't want to get into that, but I. I was hopefully my daughter doesn't go through the same phase as me where there was a couple of years, you know, where I was like, oh, I don't, I'm so full of angst and the world is oh yeah, so black and cold and yeah. nothing's worth any, it was that, that, all that bullshit that, you know, some teenagers go through. So it's yeah, embarrassing that's why it's to hard say, to but... kind of look back at the 90s. It's kind of <laughs> hard to look back at all, all these artists that, you know, they really didn't have anything, you know, profound to sing no. about. no. I live in Seattle. Like I like stained even <laughs> after that and going back and listening, it's just a lot of whining, you know. Yeah. And just Yeah. <laughs> but no, I but, do you know, I, I to defend all that, I will say, you know, um, I think that something somehow and and someone that's an evolutionary biologist and maybe a psychologist, behaviorologist could talk more about there's something about us where where we don't want to get settled and we don't want to get too happy. There's something in us that made us that helped us survive. I totally believe that completely. So everyone's going to have a certain level of like uneasiness. Mm-hmm. Um and that and I think that comes out in different ways. I think that may come out in you being stressed about your car tire, you know, oh my car tires are going to blow out and it's going to cause a wreck. You know, you can't get that out of your mind, you right. know. Or it's going to be like, hey, there's a, there's going to be something in the water. Or, you know, it's like, I think that's how our <clears throat> rational, you know, 2019 mind deals ever, with that kind of stuff. Do you ever stuff. just wake up with a weird feeling, like an ominous, like, yeah. I, every, it's not often, but every yeah. once in a while, and I'll even tell my wife, I have just this dark, foreboding feeling. Like, I just woke up with it, like, I don't know. It's creepy. Yeah. Like something's going to happen. Something terrible. I just get that every once in a while. It's never just, really true. Yeah. But. I wonder if it's like chemicals and, you know, or if know. it's just, or if it's just, if you were in the tribe, that should have been the time where you walk around and check your, you know, area and make yeah. sure that there's nothing, you know, climb up to the top of something and look down and okay, well, All right, okay, things look things okay. Good. Yeah. yeah tribe's good fires are burning (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know i don't know i just you know it's crazy to think about and i think about this sometimes and i try to watch little nature documentaries and uh science documentaries about like our modern brain that that does all these modern things it wasn't designed to do these modern things it was done it was designed not designed but it evolved evolved, yeah it evolved to find food find water find a uh, mate yeah find a mate uh seek shelter from harsh conditions uh and that's about that's it that's about it yeah <laughs> so everything else is kind of extra um we could say that as our 
brain evolved, you know, love and those things like that affinity for, um, our tribe, um, developed along with it. Uh, not that animals don't have that, but, but our level of that is obviously higher so far as we know. Yeah. The yeah. dolphins might be like, man, they're, <laughs> did you see those crazy humans? They, they nuke somebody. It could be that too, way for all we know. Si- but, but they, it was more like, <laughs> another one's like, oh, that's yeah. such a good yeah. dolphin impression. That was <laughs> your talents never cease to amaze me. It's come out of nowhere. <laughs> Oh, I do want to say, I have to go back. This is eating at me. We ragged on the 90s for a minute, and even, I do have to say, some of the best music of all time, though, did come out sure. in the 90s with, like... I'm still a big fan. Soundgarden, Candlebox, Nirvana. I mean, yeah. I could name hundreds. Maybe, oh, yeah. Maybe I hundreds, still have my playlists on Spotify, and I go back to it. Yeah. So, anyway. But I, sometimes I, I get, and it's probably chemical imbalance, sometimes it's like, what are these kids whining about? <laughs> Other times, I'm jamming out to it. Most, actually... It's 90-10. Like right. 90%, I'm good with it, and I'm you know singing along with it. Uh, the 10%, I'm like, what are they whining about? Yeah, it was a lot of yeah. angsty you know, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but it was, that's it. what made it cool. Yeah. 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 So That's what made you want to wear flannel and tear up your pants. And, <laughs> but you yeah. know what? I wanna, I'm going to continue on with what I was talking about being thankful for and stuff. Excellent. I'm oh, th- I cut you off on that. I'm sorry. No, no. This is, that's how the conversation goes, and I love it. I love it. We're just flowing with the conversation. Flow. Even flow. like <laughs> murder flavor. I feel sorry for someone that had to transcribe that. <laughs> hey, uh, Eddie. What were you saying on this one part? I I, I got a bed at work. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you ever want to really get into that, listen to Yellow uh, Leadbetter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what? Every, everybody who sings along with that is just like, yeah, they just, they're just mumbling. They everything. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm thankful for you. Oh, wow. No, that really. That was quite of a turn. I'm quite a thankful turn. for. This podcast, and here's the thing: this podcast this sounds like a card. It really does. <laughs> I want to design a card for this, but this podcast is just an extension of our friendship. Sure. It, it, so we have—I don't know how a lot of other people's friendships are, but we've been friends close to twenty years, mm-hmm. and it always seems to revolve around creating things. Like, sure. even starting out back in the early days, we were in a band together. We wrote music together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've made silly, like, uh, you know, B-rated films together. Yeah. Just, like, silly stuff like that. This podcast. You said B. Yeah, not That's X. That's the letter. B. B. Um, just all, all the things that we've done usually is centered around creating something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this podcast is just another extension of that. Well, I mean, you, you know what's funny about it? it? One day I had this thought, and I'm surprised I never brought it up, but, but it was like, wow. You know, after band practices, we would just sit somewhere and talk. Yeah. Like about whatever. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Are we new at this or have we been doing this for like 20 years? I think we've been doing it for, (laughs) I think that's why it comes so easily. I mean, we just had to get used to the fact that we hit record. Other than that, at this point, it's just like those sessions where we sat around. Yeah. It took a minute. Yeah. Like you with the microphone in front of you and... And the and the headphones, yeah, that took a minute, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's completely gone now, and it's just yeah, like it, that doesn't matter anymore, yeah, and and so yeah, I'm thankful for you, uh, you, and I don't want to sound like sad when I say this because it's totally okay. You are my best friend, uh, ditto. You're, you're really my only friend, <laughs> no, really. And when people, I've said that before. Well, wait, I could take that, I could twist that. Well. <laughs> 
You are my best friend. Wait, you're my only friend. No, but you are my a, favorite sister. Oh, my only sister. No, but I'm not take. I'm not taking it that way. No, but. no. That look. The reason you're my only friend is because, I mean, how do I say this without sounding like weird or? I've had other friends that fell away throughout the years, mm. like you know, differences of whatever or mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, that's okay. I mean, yeah. that's the way it's supposed to be. If 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 it's not working out with a friend, it's okay to shut to shuck them off. Or it's whatever. not really differences of opinions. It's like mm, I don't know, just different mindsets. Kinda it's it's kind of hard to put your finger on without calling out some people. Well, I yeah, I don't want to. I'm not. No, into that. we wouldn't do that. I'm not I into that because 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 I have some. I have very similar stories when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, so, I think everyone does. Like everyone has those friends that they were like best friends with and then some you know just yeah mindset is very good and that's you know the definition of a friendship i would think yeah. you know you got to have like interests but you also have to have i don't know there's something to where certain people and i would never i'm not that type of person that would call them out on this and and i want them to be as happy as they can be and i want them to succeed and you know find what they're looking for but just kind of they go on about stuff and like something goes on too long when they should have cut it off in my opinion that's in my head <laughs> or they talk about things i don't care about and and i'm glad they're happy about those things you know yeah but i think when you find a friend as i have in you and as you have in me it's like you don't get that you don't get like 30 minutes is you know you wish it was longer Right, you know, right. Instead yeah. of like thirty minutes, like oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, and that's in that in that all is about compatibility and stuff like that. Yeah, so. and and you know, also okay. So and and I some people that listen to this, I don't want anyone to get their feelings hurt. To me, uh, I I consider a friend. The definition to me of a friend is someone you get along with. Obviously, there's some mm-hmm. there's some obvious sure. someone you get along with. It's someone you have a lot in common with. It's someone you can trust, and that's a goddamn big one right there. Because oh yeah, I don't trust very many damn people in this whole world. <laughs> yeah, and you're you're For one sure. person that I totally trust. Um, and then another one is so you know like my bandmates that I play music with. They're my friends. Sure, but we literally outside of showing up and getting together and playing gigs, we don't. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I have friends at work. They're my friends, but I've never yeah. seen them outside of work. Yeah. Now, so the last def- the last part of that definition of a friend is someone that you make an effort to set aside your spare time to spend time with. Yeah. For no reason other than to just be in their company. Yeah. Just that, you know, I, I I feel the same way. So that's the definition of a friend. Yeah. That, so that's a great definition. And, and by just, that definition, you are my. You know, my, my, my yeah, only sure. friend. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, the, I mean, that you put it very nicely. I mean, that, I can't add anything to that. That's, that's perfect. And you know what? There's this stigma or this weird thing. I mean, my daughter's talked about it, and I, I don't know why it, it has been put into the brains of all us humans that you are like unsuccessful or like not socially viable if you don't have this whole crop of friends. If you don't have fifteen friends or whatever, yeah. To me, I would rather have one solid ass. I try to tell I try to tell kids that all. I the know time. if you got one good sure person that you can sure. trust completely, and they're there, and that's yeah. your friend. That's all you need. No, man. that is all you need. Be thankful for that. That's all you need, man. B- 
Because how could you manage 15 friends? Now, I'm not, I don't mean like manage. I guess I do mean, I mean, how could you manage? Like there's always, there has to be a few that you lose touch with there for a month or something. And then you're, then all of a sudden you're worried like, oh, are they mad at me? Right. You know, just right. that thing. Are they mad? I like, hate that. Man. Yeah. Like that's one thing with you that, that never happens. Like if we don't talk for a week or something, the thought never crosses my mind. It's like, I wonder if I said, them, said something to make them mad. Right. I mean, that's just so ridiculous. No. Yeah. And I it's mean, because we, we both know. And sometimes busy. you'll text me and I'll read it and I mean to get back and I forget. Sure. And then like two days later, I look at it. It's Friday. I haven't yeah. texted on Tuesday. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. But, and then the same goes for yeah. you. Oh, yeah. But it's okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We, no, we each know that we have crazy damn lives oh, with yeah. kids and soccer yeah. practice and like all this stuff. I would feel, I would feel bad. And I know you don't do this. That's why I never feel bad. I would feel bad if if you if you got a text from me and you were like, oh, 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 wait, I have to I have to answer this right now. Like if you felt obligated, oh yeah, and it like stressed you out, like brought more stress into right. a stressful because everyone, you know, you get a text and the toilet's blowing up, water spewing <laughs> everywhere. Like um, I have people that I know that are kind of friends, uh, not by your definition, <laughs> but I'll get the thing. Hey, do you get that? You know, it's like, right. yeah, I did. Yeah. But this kid of mine screaming, throwing fits. I can't find the right YouTube video for him right now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, you yeah. know, yeah. And, and you, you're not getting the response. Like, right. uh, sorry. Uh, we got to find that certain cow video. Oh, I forgot he's obsessed with cows oh, still. Okay. Oh, well, any farm animal. <laughs> any. So we got to find that certain one. And if you hit the wrong one, oh, it's it's not good. And if you have to worry about your friend getting pissed off because you didn't answer them in time, that's a petty-ass friend. Yeah, yeah. So my daughter, every once in a while, has, you know, I'm just thinking of instances in the past year or so that she might say something about, oh, so-and-so got mad at me for this or something. I'm like, I, I just want to say, Lexi. Yeah. <laughs> You, you think that you have to bend over backwards. It's like, no. And this is, I say it all the time. And, and my wife and my family are, and you all, maybe everyone is so sick of hearing it. But I always say there are 7 billion people oh, on yeah. this earth. Yeah. Why go at it? I yeah. have so, I know so many people that are like, well, he's a pretty good friend except for, yeah. Oh, when you do this, you know, it's like, well, no, then screw that guy. Yeah. And maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. Maybe you're, but to me, I'm like, there's no, there's people. I know there's people that are completely compatible with you that you, that you sure. can hang out with and don't, because I have you. Yeah. I know that exists. So I'm like, <laughs> go find your Ivan. And yeah. There's someone yeah. out there. There's friends out there that you don't have to worry about that with. And you don't, you know. Yeah. So that's... I just wish I could get that into my daughter's head. I mean, but... I guess, I guess in a way, both you and I are too selfish to have a needy friend. I, I'll admit it. I think <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm not dealing with that shit. Yeah. No. I mean, I want a friend where like every couple years they go through something pretty bad and they really need my help. Otherwise. That's me, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, same thing. <laughs> Otherwise. And you agree with this. I know you will. I know this. The day-to-day stuff they got. Like everyday life yeah. they got. They, yeah. they, they're not going to be stressed too much about anything little if they're stressed about something it's something unforeseen that hits them in the back of the head or something (laughs) uh so yeah that's the type of friend that everyone should want but i know that's the type of friend that i want and that i have that it's like you know oh if they need something it's it's something you know yeah if it and, and also and i feel this 
coming from you too. Like, like if you need something, like you've molded around your head, like, oh, I don't really want to ask him. I don't want to be a burden. But then you finally do. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. I think you should be like that to your friends. I mean, not to where you stress out about it, but I don't think you should, you should feel so comfortable with any friend where you would just ask them, like, boom, like, oh, he won't care. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. If you get like that too much, then, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm telling you, those times, like you're talking about, those horrible times, each of us. In the past, over the past almost 20 years, there's been a couple of times where I may have come to you or you may have come to me and said, hey, this certain thing happened and I think my life might be over, you know? I mean, like serious <laughs> shit. Yeah. And yeah. we've been there for each other through that. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've been through some shit ourselves and only came through the other side kind of stronger. Well, and, you know, and it's not, it's not where you just want someone to say that, oh, you were right in that situation. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think both you and I have said, yeah. You kind of did the wrong thing there. Oh, yeah, you for sure. And I like that, man. I don't need smoke blown up my ass, you know? No, because, I mean, you, I mean, really, ultimately, if you're a functioning, a functioning adult, a lot of times you know the answer. Yes. But you need somebody else to say, yep, that thing you're thinking And right. when, when you come through, on, when I came through on the other side of the particular thing we're talking about, I looked back. Oh, I didn't at the, know we're talking about particularly. Oh, well, I was, but <laughs> okay. I looked back at the advice you gave me and it even hit me more like, damn, he was spot on. Like, well, that was, I mean, it's, it's what you knew. Yeah. And don't just confirmed what you knew. You don't pay your friend lip service just to like pamper their ego. Like if, if they're doing yeah. something wrong, tell them Yeah. if it's not cool, totally agree. let them know, you know, yeah. that's, I don't know. Yeah. That's just uh Anyway, I don't know why we got off on that hole. I mean, I did, no, not we. I no. guess I steered us in that direction. Yeah. But uh, I'm thankful for my friend. That's yeah, all I'm thank saying. Thank you. I, I, I am too. Ditto. I'm thankful for our little podcast. I don't know. It's with the analytics. It's impossible to tell if one person or 10,000 is listening. Who knows? But uh, whoever's you know, listening, it's like you said in your it. band. You go sometimes and it, um, you'll play a small venue and there'll be five, six people out there. Yeah. Rocket for those five or six. Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. I try. I mean, sometimes it's hard. I mean, it's hard because you're not getting the energy back. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, still, I mean, it's like you can joke around with those people and you can, you know, I don't know. I, I just think it doesn't change things, especially with the podcast because you have no idea. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, that's, you know, I don't even care about the listeners anymore. Well, I, uh, I mean, I care, but I don't care the number. Right. I care about the quality, not the quantity of you, of y'all. <laughs> Yep, I do. But yeah, man, yeah, yeah. So that's understood. Yeah, very cool. Very okay. Cool. So yeah. uh, are we Are we finally to our, what we're going to, and listen, listen, there's no specific uh, subject this time. I had one hell of a week, uh, just super, super incredibly busy. I had compliance inspections at my work and that took up the better part of a week and, you know, uh, just a lot of stuff going on. Nothing did you bad. Put, just did you put the cover sheet on the TPS reports? Yeah. <laughs> did you get that memo? Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> Peter, we need to talk about those TPS reports. That's one of the greatest movies of all time. Office it's a great space. movie. I it love is a great that. movie. I believe you have my stapler. Yeah, <laughs> they moved my stapler. But I had an incredible. That guy's a fantastic actor. Uh, I don't know who he is, but he was in. He's been in a couple things, but one thing he was in was this uh, From the Earth to the Moon series that I highly recommend. HBO put it out uh, probably, it's been about 10 years ago. Oh, wow. But he was one of the, uh, he was Chris Craft, and that is like one of the 
main guys that was like a uh in NASA and he uh he had a great part where he stood up and he and he and I, and I read later it was uh he was talking about docking the two spacecraft together and he said you want to have some fun come over to my house Saturday I'm going to be in the front yard you're in the backyard I'm going to throw a baseball up at so many meters per second and you're going to throw another baseball up at so many and we're going to make them connect together or whatever. I forgot the line was a lot better. Yeah. But that's basically, he was uh, telling all his engineers in there what they're going to have to figure out the mathematics of docking two spacecraft, you know? Yeah. So that's I, awesome. I, I, the, it was a cool scene and yeah. it's that guy. It's, it's Milton Milton. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know his real name, yeah, I don't know sad, but he's, he's a great actor. I'm yeah. telling you, he's been in a few things and he's really good. That's really cool. He's in Barry right now. That's an HBO show with, um, I forgot the guy's name. Oh man. Lost it. Uh, brilliant guy. He was an SNL guy. Um, Bill Hader? Bill Hader. Oh, know. really? Yeah, Bill Hader. Wow, of all the, <laughs> That's bizarre. I yeah. love Bill Hader. Barry, it's like a serial killer show or like a killer for hire show. Okay. But it's okay. like a comedy. So awesome. wrap your head around that. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I watched some trailers. It looks That'll really be good. cool. I love yeah. Bill Hader. Yeah, I do too. So yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. What? He's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Are you shitting me? No, he is not. I did not I know mean, that. He is. he is not. He is. <laughs> He's not shitting me. <laughs> I backed out of that one early. Class. He's from no, Tulsa. How Tulsa. awesome yeah. is that? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, that's crazy. He was my. It? He was one of the best guys to come out of SNL. Strong last... SNL player. Oh yeah, strong. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yep. So yeah, um, I I didn't do you know like an awesome research on any one thing. Like I said, it's been really busy. But what I did was, I managed to uh, over the last week. Com- there was a combined maybe hour <laughs> altogether that I was able to. No, grab. That, that's okay. What we'll, we're gonna do we'll is we're gonna do a couple of weird headline stories, and then we're gonna do a couple of, and it's really random, but we're gonna do a couple of like uh, history's biggest misconceptions, like things that, that you've been taught in school that were all wrong. Okay, let's put ourselves on the spot though. Ready? This is Smash and Grab Two. We got to do a little intro music for Smash and Grab. Let's do Ready? it. Ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Smash! And... <laughs> I thought you were going to actually play one of the intros. Okay, no, no, I didn't no, know no, we were no. doing acapella. No, we do acapella. I threw oh, that was boom, terrible. Boom, boom, but boom, but yeah, boom, boom. boom, boom <laughs> but boom. on the fly, smash and grab. Yes, we I needed agree. one more person. That's what we needed. We needed that fifth, didn't we? I know, and smash nothing. And grab. I agree. Preparation H. Test and then you get some kind of weird voice. Hole. Smash and grab. <laughs> Okay, smash and grab two. All right, so first story. In July of this year, a gentleman who had fallen asleep while sunbathing in the backyard garden of his home in Clapham, southwest London, was violently woken when something crashed into the ground, only missing him by a few feet. Mm. Next door, I'm sorry, a next door neighbor also heard the giant thud from inside his home, and he rushed upstairs to look out the window into the backyard to see what happened. I forgot to mention... A disclaimer, this I mean these these stories are a little creepy, these first two. Ooh. Okay. A little macabre. Oh, all right. What what he and the startled sunbather saw was a horrific sight. The cause of all the chaos was a body. Ooh. Body from the sky? Yes. Oh. This is a goodness. true story. At first I thought it was a <laughs> You know that reminds me of uh, Con Air. <laughs> when uh, what's his name? Yeah. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Falls from the falls from the yeah. airplane. That's so sad that I'm laughing about that. And Okay. This is a quote from the neighbor. At first, I thought it was a tramp asleep. Okay, so this is British. At first, I thought it was a tramp asleep in the garden. He had all his clothes on and everything. 
the neighbor was quoted as saying, I want to get into the part. I had a closer look and saw his blood all over the walls of his garden. His head was not in a good way. I realized immediately he'd fallen. He was so lucky not to be killed, that sun bather. He, in fact, obliterated the body. That's what he said. Sun beaver? Sun, sun, sun beaver. Did I say sun beaver? Sun, uh, sun beaver. Uh, I thought you were saying like son of a beaver. <laughs> I thought that was a I thought that was a swear mm. word in, in Great Britain. We're all sons of beavers, really, if you think about it. That's so <laughs> gross. I'm sorry. Sorry. I don't belong to no beaver. And that's an that's a fourth grade job. Okay. Sunbather. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> after some you're, investigation. It's just so heavy. <laughs> I know I really went thick like no. cockney accent right no, there. No, I like it, yeah. After some investigation, it was discovered that the body was that of a stowaway who had snuck aboard a jetliner set to fly from Nairobi, Kenya, to Heathrow Airport in London. Ooh. A bag, water, and some food was found in the landing gear compartment of the plane after it landed at Heathrow. The trip from... This is what's crazy. The trip from Nairobi to London is 4,250 miles, and it takes almost nine hours. Whoa. The stowaway had made it all but the last 10 miles of his oh, journey, no. I know, before falling from the plane when the landing gear had been lowered. But even before then, he or she, I think it was he, endured a long, grueling ride with frigid temperatures and a lack of oxygen due to the plane's cruising altitude. Sure. Police said... What, what, did you, do you have the altitude on that? I'm I sure it's 30,000. So I thought 30,000 was the standard. Yeah, for a, so uh, I think... I think about seventeen, eighteen thousand. Um, when you're gonna do Everest, I think they call anything above that the death zone. Uh, basically, your body's dying, right? Because it's not getting oxygen. So, do you think that the person was deceased even before the landing gear? Possibly. Opened? I Poss- do. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm t- oh, I do too. But oh uh, at thirty thousand, unless somehow, well, I mean, I doubt any of the cabin air is going to leak out of there because i, I mean so. that would be dis depressurized mm-hmm. and that's that's catastrophic when a plane does that yeah so yeah i think that guy was yeah he was gone that long i mean you may be able to make it like on an hour or two flight even yeah. then God, yeah man, i don't, I don't know. know yeah yeah so yeah keep going <sighs> police said in a statement they were called uh to a home sunday after the body was found a post-mortem examination is due to be carried out and the man has uh, not yet been identified. This is not an isolated incident, though. Back in 2012, Jose Matata fell to his death from a British Airways flight from Angola. He was not reported missing, and it took six months to identify the body. Also, in 2015, the body of a stowaway on a British Airways flight from Johannesburg to Heathrow landed on top of a shop in Richmond, southwest London. A second stowaway, this is what's crazy, survived the 10-hour flight and was found in the undercarriage of the plane. So that guy survived. Mm. Well, I, I did read just now 26,000 is death zone. Really? So, but yeah, I think 30,000 is where they're, where they're going to be. So, yeah, I think he was probably gone. I do. I agree, yeah. too. And like you said, hopefully so. Yeah. Can you imagine falling 30,000 feet? Yeah. Or even if the plane was coming in for a landing, 20,000, 10,000, 200 feet. You know? Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. screwed. Yeah. Oh uh, so God. I think somebody said one time that 10 feet is lethal if you fall incorrectly. I almost said correctly. Incorrectly. Well, correctly could be right if you're talking about yeah. the right way to die. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to die. That's you why. You go up from 10 feet, I heard. <laughs> That's why I don't even like to crawl on my roof. Yeah. I mean, I'm so scared of heights. I'm so terrified. Well, I mean, you remember when we built the building we're <laughs> yeah, in? Yeah. I mean, what is it? 12, 14 feet at yeah. the peak? Still, and, it's creepy. 
Oh yeah, I mean Ivan and I were both up there. We roofed it, you know, we roofed it and we put the shingles on, but I was shaking the whole time. So <laughs> you know, I saw a documentary about babies one time, and the whole reason a baby tries to walk uh, or gets to walk eventually, uh, crawling, setting up, pulling up on things, is because every time they pull up just even a few inches, it's a new vantage point on the world, oh, and they're like cool. addicted to that new vantage point, really? and they want to see. You know, they can see up on things, but they can also look down and everything looks different. That's so awesome. So think about how cool we think it is when we go on a lookout tower and we can see the city. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. That's the same feeling a baby has whenever they stand up. Yeah. I imagine know? the difference from crawling to standing up. Yeah, yeah. 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 They're like, whoa. Yeah. And that might be where they want held sometimes, too. I wonder if you have a different vantage point than me because I'm like 5'10 and you're like 6'1 or 2. So you're like yeah. 4 inches taller than me. Slightly. What's it like up there? Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's overrated. <laughs> I see a lot of bald spots. Kind of... I get way better vantage points on cleavage than you do. You have no idea. Okay. I won't even go there. I'm sorry. I was it's, a, it's a good observation, though. Well, both ways. <laughs> okay, here's another story. Uh, now, this is from, uh, I think, the first Wait, time. you got to do your Crypt Keeper uh, line about that guy that fell. Oh, you got to come um, up with one. <laughs> you're, you're good at these. <laughs> okay. We do, uh, if you're just joining, uh, joining us, it's the Crypt Keeper from uh, Tales from the Crypt uh, 90s. The sunbather must have been attractive because that man certainly fell for him. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, if people. You, if you're not listening, you're missing out. I'm that sorry. was awesome. No, don't be sorry. Why? <laughs> it was awesome. It's, I mean, I'm sure, you know, don't be disrespectful to his, to his family that will never hear this. No, I'm sorry. We don't know who he is. <laughs> no, 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 we the don't. Keeper? Right. I mean, no, I don't know who the guy is, so I... I'm not being disrespectful. Yeah. So anyway. Exactly. So this is another, uh, this one's not quite as creepy. Okay. This one's more funny. So this okay. is more upper alley. Be thinking of your crypt keepers. <laughs> okay. Back in early 2016, a Canadian woman named Stephanie Moore was startled awake when something crashed through the roof of her mother's home. She had just arrived back home from a trip to Cuba and was staying the night with her mom when something tore through the roof of the home less than 15 feet from where she was sleeping. Mm. The damage was extensive. Huge hole in the roof, obviously, but strangely, no evidence of what caused it. There was a huge puddle in the floor. After ruling out a small meteor, hailstone, and stuff like that, it's been decided. Shitball. You got it. Go. You got it. The culprit was most likely a chunk of blue ice. Blue ice is the name given to chunks of frozen waste and feces that sometimes leak from uh, and fall from airplanes passing overhead. It's blue due to the blue disinfectant liquid and stuff used in the plane's sewage systems. A spokeswoman for Transport Canada said that the Canadian aviation regulations forbid creating a hazard by dropping waste mid-flight, she added. Even so, there have been other reports of blue ice falling from planes and causing damage, not just in Canada, but all over the world. So the next time you hear a jetliner pass overhead, keep an eye out for any poo-jectiles, <laughs> bow bombs, or frozen feet. I think you did your bow. Crypt Keeper thing right there. Oh, man, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Um, I, I'll remember that because I have an app on my phone where it shows like airplanes going over, and you can click on them. They show where, where they've been, where they're going, how high they are, what yeah. kind of plane they are. So I do that sometimes. It's a great way to waste time. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'll, I I'll watch for blue, blue ice, blue ice. Blue, I can't help but think of blue balls of ice. Joe Dirt. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> they call them Boeing bombs. Yeah. yeah. He's like, no, it's a meteor, man. He's like, got his ketchup on it. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, man, I ate french fries off of that, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. Oh, dude. That was so funny. All right. So that's the two kind of weird. <laughs> I told you this was going to be random. No, I like it. I, it's keep them, keep them coming. That's awesome. So I got I'm those. So, I'm entertained here. And then I was half halfway through being like, I want to do the show on you know weird headlines. Halfway through that, I was like, no, screw that. I want to do a show on uh, like big misconceptions in history. Okay. So we're doing like half and half. Okay. <laughs> I, li- I like it. All right. Um, Keeps us on our toes. It does. And I didn't. I was not aware of these things. Okay. Number one. Contrary to popular belief, Paul Revere never frantically shouted the British are coming. That never happened. Yeah, so what I know about him is he was a patriot and he was, you know, for the independence and stuff like that. Yeah. And he he led a group of messengers that I think from what I remember, they sent messages back and forth like uh, maybe covertly Oh, dude, you're right on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I remember from the old history Why would books. you? Yes. Okay, so this this explains it right here, because you are exactly right. History tells us that Revere did this to warn the colonial militia of the approaching enemy, the Redcoats. However, this would have been totally stupid and a counterproductive act. In fact, the message would have been needed to be carried out as covertly as possible. Mm-hmm. They needed to be discreet, seeing as how the surrounding woods and hillsides of Massachusetts were filled with hiding enemy troops. Mm-hmm. So Revere uh, would not have gr- wanted to spread the word as widely as possible without alerting the enemy of their knowledge of the impending attack. Or he would have, sorry. And furthermore, at this point in American history, most Americans still considered themselves British. So it's more likely Revere's message would have been the regulars are on the move because regulars was the common term for British soldiers at the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, uh, was, it was in secret. It was I not. I kind yelled. of knew that. I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't really remember. All I'm impressed. Those. I did not know that. Uh, so what I do know is that um, the Thomas Paine common sense pamphlet that you always hear about um, not too many years ago, I was like, what's the big deal with that? And I read it. It's kind of hard to make sense of at first, but it definitely was a very good editorial to say hey listen you know these guys aren't our friends if I had to, you know um because there were people and it's kind of crazy i mean we think about independence and it's all us against them you're right i mean plenty of people were um loyalists i think mm-hmm. that's the term mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and they it's like they didn't realize how much of the thumb england had or how much of their thumb they had on us so yeah, it's good stuff. The Paul Revere misconception. Yeah, definitely. So that that tells me that probably one if by land, two if by sea is probably a bunch of maybe so. Bull, I don't know. Well, bull hockey. I should look that up on our next smash and grab. Yeah. Another one is I didn't I didn't elaborate on it or do any more studying on it, but um, Marie Antoinette never said let them eat cake either. Oh really? No, never oh, did. Man, that's another misconception. Dang. But anyway, I feel like Adam ruins everything right now. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's a great it's, show. No, no. Uh, I, I I want the truth, um, even though if it kills some kind of crazy romantic view or romanticized view of something, I'd yeah. rather have the truth. Yes, I'll sulk about it for a little bit. It's like, oh, that's sad. That's not true. There's plenty of there's plenty of awesome things that happen throughout history to where we don't have to, you know, keep these things that aren't true in our heads. And not know? even just with you just hit a vein, man. You just hit a oh freaking. Vein. I see an epidemic. 
not only just with history, but with current life, with politics, with religion, with everything, with life of people believing shit that just tickles their fancy. Sure. And not believing what's true. And sometimes even knowingly so. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, I don't get I, that. I don't yeah. get it. Why? Why? I, people just want to live in this fantasy. It's like we build our, each build our own reality and live inside there, and we don't care about what's true or what's real. It's nuts. My guess is this, and they probably in some way know this. Um, some, actually a lot of uh, people in the professional community about mental health would tell you that depression I don't think they tout this to someone depressed because it's not something I'd want to say to someone depressed. No, I know what you're going to So if you're say, depressed, yeah. don't listen. But <laughs> uh, it's supposedly you're looking at the world how it really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of your crazy view of how you think it should yeah, be. Yeah, you're seeing it in reality for the first time. Yeah. That's our break. We'll be right back with more Smash and Grab. Dawn of Mantis is brought to you by Jerry's Mattress Palace. Yes, slightly gently used mattresses. You can barely see the urine stains. They've been bleached. <laughs> Man, I'm glad we don't really... <laughs> Listen, that reminds me, I was listening, there's a, there's a fantastic podcast called Hell and Gone. Oh, yeah. And it's about... I've heard great things about it. Yes, Catherine Townsend is covering, a co- you know, uh, on the first season she covers... A murder in our here in Arkansas, and uh, on the second season, she covers a murder here in Arkansas. Wow. I don't remember which episode it was, but there's an there's one of them where they're talking about this particular murder, and someone had said that this girl had been stabbed on this guy's mattress, and I remember them saying that they took the mattress to the forensics team or whatever, and they tested it, and they found blood on it, but it wasn't hers. They found blood from four other people on it. And then they just go right on about the episode, and I'm like, wait a minute, back the hell up. Well, whose mattress, A, has any blood, B, has the blood of four different people on it? Who was this person? Was it, who was this person? Was it yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer? O- only four? Only four. <laughs> I think mine has like seven. Oh, wow. You're a busy, you're a busy little man. <laughs> oh, now I'm on a profile list. Uh, but seriously, though, yeah, the blood uh, of four people on your mattress, get your life together. Hopefully, hopefully there's some subtext there they didn't go over, like they bought it used and, you know. <laughs> yeah, how? Tell me. How? how I does- don't want to, but I know. <laughs> Are you? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm yeah, a, like the it's monthly. Aunt Flo's. Right. So yeah. four girls, Aunt Flo'd on this? Yeah. Okay. That's gross. You know, I mean, not that it's gross. It's uh, okay. I don't <laughs> want to get it. No, it's not gross, but Th- it's gross. No. It's gross that it's on a mattress. Yes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Like the act he's of it is say, he's natural, whatever. But, but yeah, having a mattress with, with four people's blood on it is gross. That's what I'm saying. What's who's the comedian. And you can blame him for this. That said that, uh, one reason that he didn't think that he got along with women or that he could trust women is that he doesn't trust anything that oh bleeds for days and doesn't die. Yeah, that's the classic old line. I can't remember who There's said that. There's a comedian that said that. Now, notice we didn't laugh because it's not the funniest thing ever. Uh, no. But no, uh, for sure. it's it's it's, it's almost, I guess maybe I'm a little woke, 
but it's almost a little too much. Oh, no, I, I don't know that I've ever laughed at that joke. Yeah. And I've heard so many people say that. Yeah. Mainly people that might have like a rebel flag on their mailbox or something. <laughs> I don't know. People yeah. that have a gun rack. Yeah. Yeah. Not that <laughs> gun racks are bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. I, I, I never thought that was super clever. No. I mean, I guess it kind of is clever, but not, you know, not enough to get the little, you know, giggle out of me or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So what do we got? Smash and grabbing. So the following three facts were provided by ZMEScience.com. Okay. I've never done this before, so I'm giving full props to ZMEScience.com. Every every note, every piece of literature that I read on this show, literature. I've written. Right? Okay. I, I literally have never copy and pasted anything. I, I do the research. I read all the articles. I read a book. I Google stuff. You know, I read stuff on the Internet. And then I write out mm-hmm. the episode. I do not just copy and paste. And, mm-hmm. you know, you will not. What I've said on here, you will not just find. You can go to Wikipedia and there it is. He's like that graphic at the end of Murder, She Wrote. That's the type. And, <laughs> yeah. and I just fling the paper. Yep. And it freezes. <laughs> yeah. And then I come by and I grab it out of there, stack it up, hand it back to him. And he reads it. <laughs> Got a visual on that. But now, some people are like, what are they even saying? I'm letting Ziggy in. Oh. You don't even have to pause it, man. Oh. Come on, Bubba. Come inside. Come on in, Ziggy. So we've Ziggy, Ziggy is the the guy that lives downtown <laughs> in on the corner of Main and, and Cohen Street. Um, I wonder if I hope may, do we actually have loyal enough listeners that already know Ziggy and Diesel? Maybe so. But if if you're not a loyal listener, there are two. Our two. They're my two really really super old. Uh, dogs that hang out with but us until well. you said it it kind of sounds like two bikers i have to be honest <laughs> it does yeah ziggy and diesel yeah there's just like giant guys in leather and leather vests like smoking cigars in yeah. here with with headbands on and yeah do rags i mean yeah <laughs> they're like our security and just in case the you know the mobs of fans try to get inside yeah the oh they are studio. yeah they're just over there cracking their knuckles every once in a while you hear it oh man speaking of that uh, just real quick, I was uh, I filled in for another band, not my own band, but this other band that's friends of ours. They lost the same one that I saw. Yeah, okay. They lost their lead singer. I did that again. I filled in for them again the other night, and uh, it it was like seven eight o'clock when we started. It was an outside deal. It was still like ninety three oh, at no. seven o'clock. Oh no! It was so freaking hot and. Uh, it was funny because I always make jokes while I'm on stage, and Lance, one of the guitar players, uh, he made some joke about uh, calm down, ladies, or whatever. You know, he's just joking around. And I said, yes, please don't throw your panties up on stage, especially on a hot day like this. They might stick, you know. And- <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so freaking oh, gross. Oh, so gross. And I just said it in front of a couple, well, how many? Maybe 100 people. Yeah, what 90, they do laugh. But yeah, most of them <laughs> left. I mean, you know, it's just, yeah. I don't think before I say shit. But anyway, so yeah, uh, the whole thing I was going on about, I don't ever copy and paste. Well, the next three little tidbits were straight up copy and pasted. Right. So I'm giving full props to ZMEScience.com. This is just straight off their website. All right, let's go. Ben Franklin did not discover electricity. He didn't invent it either. 
Right. I've heard of people, he invented electricity. Oh, really? It's like, what? It never lightninged before Ben Franklin? Yeah. <laughs> Static electricity didn't exist before Ben, ben okay. Franklin? Okay, he didn't discover it. I th- I might know where you're going, but it, this, this is super intriguing. Let's go with it. Let's do that. Benjamin Franklin made numerous scientific and political contributions in the world, but he did not discover electricity. Egyptian scholars wrote text all the way back in 2750 BC referring to electric fish as the thunderers of the Nile. And several Mediterranean cultures, Mediterranean cultures, were aware of static electricity. Yeah. However, the first proper electrical study was conducted in 1600 by the English scientist William Gilbert, who actually coined the term electricity. Oh, wow. Cool. Benjamin Franklin had numerous con- uh, contributions in the field notably demonstrating the electrical nature of lightning using his famous kite experiment. So that did happen at one point, even selling much of his possessions to fund his work. So, yeah. I mean, he did play a part, you know? Oh he, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he did not discover it. How many times have you seen that drawing or the card, the yeah. illustration of him with his key? Yeah. On the, yeah. Yeah. How can you discover something that happens all, all around the world? I discovered water. Yeah. <laughs> I discovered water. <laughs> um, I, I, I had this thought one time. Um, did someone, did someone invent the wheel? So, so bear with me on this. Cause this yeah. is kind of crazy. Okay. Okay. Let's do like it. the fact that, I mean, I guess they in, invented the usage of the wheel for like, you know, some kind of process where you put something on something heavy and you roll it. But I mean, there's round rocks in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't invent roundness. Right. I mean, it already exists. Now you now I know you invent like the thing where you put a spoke or put like a a hole in the middle for a hub and you put it on an axle. Right. I mean, I get that, but you know, if somebody if somebody set something on a round rock and pushed it and figured out it was easier, would you say they invented the wheel? See, yeah, and even Stonehenge, they said that those people supposedly used logs. Yeah, and so yeah, that like was a log a, too. Yeah, yeah. A wheel. That was yeah. the same. The same thing. So, so I guess it's all semantics. But I mean, you don't, you can't invent roundness. But you're right. There was somebody was the first person to take a, a to actually make something round and kind of flat and put a hole in it and and put it on what would be an axle. Yeah, to actually roll something. There mm-hmm. was. Sure. I, wonder, I wonder who that guy yeah. was. The yeah. The very first person to do that. Well, if memory serves correctly, um, the Flintstones, <laughs> they kind of had that set up, but it was like a big round rock. True, yeah. Yeah. But, it's not, you know, they should have made it wider because Dino flipped the whole thing. Oh, no, Dino didn't. The, the dinner at the drive-in. <laughs> we went to, way too long on that one. <laughs> Oh, what if we, oh, let me tell you this. So what if in the future you think about the movie, like the time machine, it's a book, but I say movie cause probably more people know the movie and um, the book's amazing. You know, there's a time, uh, eight Oh two, seven, eight hundred, two thousand seven Oh one. I think that's the year he goes to. What? Um, yeah. Yeah. God. So you have two races, the Eloy and, the Morlocks, the Morlocks live underground. The Eloy are just some big stupid race that lives above ground. <laughs> and they're like the cattle for the Morlocks. They come up and snatch a few every once in a while and eat them. <laughs> okay. um, so what if we're so stupid at some point to where not, not only like in the movie or in the books, they disregard history. What if they, they don't, they don't have any context and they like the Flintstones is like, 
in their history books. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Wouldn't that be, be so awesome. stupid? <laughs> like, like no. Uh, like, they have some kind of university, and it's like they have a Beavis and Butthead class or something. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be so crazy. I don't know. Just Never like they have no context like for anything being so dumb. Of course, why would they have an organized university anyway? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, You're I'm, destroying your own... I don't know. I I have little thoughts like that, and I immediately talk myself out of them. But uh, I don't know. I want just as long as you talk through them on this podcast. <laughs> Listen, anyway, it's some crazy ideas. I've thought about this before, and you know, this is something that I wish my dad. Like I've lost both my parents. I wish they would have had some sort of. Like, by the time we're done with this, which I don't know how long we'll do this. We might do it for years. Or, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, we already have. There, Yeah, we already have. <laughs> there will be hundreds of hours of us just bullshitting, right? Yeah. Uh, and I've thought about this. Like you say, your little thought experiments and stuff. Uh, after I'm gone, I think it'll be kind of cool for like, oh, yeah. any time. Like, any time my daughter, either one of my daughters, gets a little... I don't know, reminiscent or nostalgic yeah. about me. Yeah. They can just find this and yeah. listen to any sure. episode and then be like, oh, he, he was kind of a dumbass. Yeah. And then I'm over. No, not really. <laughs> no. Just kidding. They won't look at it that way, probably. But uh, and I think about that sometimes. I think, yeah. man, I wish I had access to... Like hours of recording? 200 hours of yeah. my dad just telling stories. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine yeah. how awesome that would be? Yeah, no, that's... I would listen to that daily. It yeah, so and I, cool. I think, like, ancestry, like, whatever will be... The ancestry of the future may not be ancestry.com. It may not last that long because there might be a competitor or something. Yeah. But I think they will have like social media records and I think they'll have like stuff like this. I think, mm -hmm. you know, the Ellis Island role is what they have now and that's what people access. You know, you pay so much a month and you can access that and you can find your relatives. Oh, they crossed, you know, they came in the United States of this year. But I think they their database will be like this digital stuff we're making well, now. Library of Congress. Yeah. There are thousands of uh, interviews and stuff that are cataloged mm -hmm. and, and with, with famous people yeah. and with uh, people in history. It's That's pretty cool. Sure, yeah. Uh, oh, every yeah. once in a while on NPR, you'll hear one that they'll play. Mm -hmm. Like this was from the famous jazz player, you know, Louis yeah. Vuitton or whatever. Yeah, and the yeah. Louis Vuitton, that's so stupid. <laughs> um, if, you know, that was recorded back in 75. And yeah. it's cataloged in the Library of Congress now. It's awesome. No, that's that's cool. But I, I, I think about that, and, and every once in a while, and my wife doesn't like me to even mention she's – anything even remotely close to talking about our mortality. She's like, shut up. I don't want to like, yeah. even if you're like, maybe we should get life insurance. No, I don't want to talk about it. No, yeah. we're never going <laughs> to die. We're going to live forever. Shut up. But, uh, <laughs> I do think, man, I just, I think about, I think about my life and dude, it's not, I don't know. I, so as far as like, I've always felt like I'm going to like, we're all going to pretty much have cancer. It's just when and how bad it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. And I'm telling you right now, I look back at my life. I smoked for many years. I don't, I haven't now in, in, in five years, but I did smoke for many years. Uh, man, I worked for a, mu a municipality, asbestos, concrete pipe, AC pipe, asbestos. There's asbestos in it. I cut that pipe with hot saws. It literally like you hot saw through this pipe and there's just dust, uh, asbestos dust all over you in the beard. You're spitting it out. But I think that comes faster than 
I don't you know. Think it lays dormant for a long time. I've heard know. that even if one of those fibers gets in your lungs, it can stay there forever and cause damage at some point. We were mm. too stupid and not told back then to wear protective masks and stuff. Yeah. I think about that. I think about when I was a little kid, and we were poor as hell, and our house had fleas. Do you know what I would do? I would take a can of Raid before I went to bed and soak my socks down, and then go to bed. Can you imagine? Read the warnings on a can of Raid, and then just think, I sprayed that crap on my socks nightly for probably a couple years and went to bed so these things wouldn't bite me. Oh, my God. I like Sometimes I think about all that stuff, and I'm just like, I'm a dead man walking. Like, yeah. I'm, oh, my God. Yeah, but we're That's all not exposed. Good. We're all exposed to all kinds of things. So it's just a probability thing. I mean, it's got your number or it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm also a person that <laughs> you read the stuff about melanoma and it's like things to be wary of are like, you know, a, a red spot with irregular borders on your skin. <laughs> I've got 76 of those. I'm covered. I really am. I'm covered in those in weird and <laughs> weird little moles spots. Not totally covered, but I've got... I've got like a constellation of them on me, and I'm like, well, any one of these is going to be the death of the friggin' nail in the coffin. Jesus, God, they're all over me. Seriously. I don't know. Why it's I'm scary when so. you think about it. I'm not laughing. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Gervais has a good thing about that. He's like, you can have a joke that's some people's like, oh, I can't believe you told that joke. But it's like, you got to look at what was the target of the joke. The kid dying of cancer wasn't the target of the joke. Right. The other thing that I was saying about that is so the fact that I'm 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 just going back to why I was laughing. Like <laughs> I'm not laughing at the target. Uh, like the target isn't the cancer. It's just your reaction to it. Yes, it's making me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I want to explain that. So because that would sound really bad. Someone's podcast. You're like. I'm afraid I might have cancer. I have all these moles, and they look just like the ones that they show online. And you're like, ah! <laughs> you're murdering me. Yeah. But uh, I hope definitely, I mean, obviously, I hope it's n- none of that's true. But uh, <laughs> but you're right. I mean, studies show that, um, well, not studies show that stupid. People just throw that out there. But, I mean, I have read before that everyone has some cancerous cells in them. Yes. Whether or not they divide quickly and cause you problems is one thing so uh yeah yeah uh i i just you I know i didn't mean to get so morose there for a no, minute no but, but one thing that <laughs> one thing that gets me right back on track and obviously i'm not depressed because this works for me um is like well if i were on my deathbed i would probably look back and think what about all those times when i was completely healthy and i was stressed about dying yeah you know, yeah, yeah. I was such a D-bag then, <laughs> you know, like now I have something to really be stressed about. And chances are, I mean, actually, the studies show I'll throw that out again. Uh, and they do. They have done end of life studies. Um, people, you know, go through those stages of grief, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then they finally get to acceptance. And then they have some beautiful moments before they die with their family oh, yeah. because there's something about that where it just gets rid of all these crazy little things like that thing that you wanted to say to somebody. You're like, oh, that'll sound, that'll sound stupid if I say that. Right. You know, you're not worried about that anymore. No, I imagine 
my God, I can't put myself there. Hopefully, no, I don't want to put never, myself there. No, I never want to have but to. But I get what you're saying. Just a, a, There has to be this state of mind when you know, when you know yeah. you only have, let's say, three months left. Yeah. Can, I, I once, can't. Once you've accepted it, I mean, I, I'm, I think, I've thought about this before, I think you probably have, like, bad days, obviously. Sure. But yeah. then I think you have times to where you're like, you see somebody and you're like, you know, somebody comes to visit you and you actually say, hey, you know that one time you really pissed me off when you did that, but ultimately I think you're an awesome person. I always have. I like the way you treat your family. And, uh, you know, I'll, you know, I just think you're just like the sense of honesty would come out. Stuff I guess you'd so. never say. Yeah. In, in any other circumstances. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's got to be a crazy frame of it's, mind. It's like it's it's like a superpower in a way because that's a superpower that we don't have. We're afraid of the consequences and what will they think. I mean, at that point, do you really care what they think? Um, right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, oh, and that yeah, goes tough. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, let's continue. On. Oh, you didn't? Okay. You know, no, I don't want to go there. <laughs> it, it's not crazy. It's just okay. a reference to another show. So as I was saying, the following three facts were provided by ZMEScience.com. I want to make that really clear. Uh, I already did the Ben Franklin. Uh, this is another one, and I had no idea about this. But did you know that chastity belts were not a medieval thing? Really? Yes. There's a great deal of speculation about medieval devices like chastity belts. Almost all devices existing today are either fakes or anti-masturbatory devices mm. from the 19th or 20th century when there was a widespread belief that conversion led to insanity. So, uh, God, I want to make, sleep. I want to make so many I, I do. I do too. I, I was, I was like, I had some on like there. And oh I was like, yeah. Which one should I deliver? I had like six flashed in oh, my yeah, head. Oh yeah, me too. Me I, too. Okay. Hey, when you go back and listen to this, I can see it in the waveform right here on the screen. Like there's, <laughs> there's a, there's like a a spot of silence like right <laughs> after you said that it's like both of us we're both just contemplating all these nope don't i'll better not say that no one. no no not that one okay yeah I, I can see it right there it's so funny that's the funniest waveform lack of waveform i've ever seen <laughs> insert <laughs> joke there oh yeah you can you people can insert your own jokes there <laughs> that's right god i still have them coming in my oh my gosh that's still so many move on in 1878 dr john harvey kellogg Best known for his invention of the famous breakfast cereal cornflakes. I knew flakes. it. I was going to call it. This guy was also a, kind of a nut job. It's funny because just earlier, or I think it was yesterday, I was watching an Adam Ruins Everything episode, and he mentioned this Dr. Kellogg and how he's kind of a, a freak when it came to sex. And not a freak in a way of, like, he liked it. He absolutely hated it and wanted to eradicate it from the face of the planet. Whoa. Yeah, he was an advocate of complete abstinence, citing another doctor, Adam Clark, and stating that, and I quote, neither the plague, nor war, nor smallpox, nor similar diseases have produced results so disastrous to humanity as the pernicious habit of onanism. What a flake. <laughs> awesome <laughs> how could you be against that you wouldn't be here oh i know like i wish people would just quit doing those things i guess they're talking i guess he's saying for procreation it's fine but That's otherwise it. yes uh yeah only for procreation people otherwise you keep it in your pants yeah put your chastity belt you on and lock it little <laughs> apparently medieval people knew better though but you know the chastity belt 
uh, doesn't make much sense anyway. People have to go to the bathroom. People have, yeah. or would they only put it on? I don't understand. Where, I don't know either. I don't know if about it. I don't know if I want to do a whole episode about it, but I was going to tell you to research it. I just wonder if you go to dad and say, or mom, say, hey, can I have the key? I got to go to the bathroom look here. You know, <laughs> unlock it. The, the You'll be back in, you know, however many. Two minutes. Yeah. The most famous chastity belt in my mind is, was worn by Maid Marian in Robin Hood <laughs> Men in Tights. <laughs> And I, when I was a kid, I probably rewound that scene like 300 times when she stands up out of the bath and she's got her chastity belt on. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> That's a great movie. <laughs> it's one of, this is one of the best movies ever. I like where he hits the guy and he has the, in the I challenge you to a duel and he slaps him. Is that with the glove? Yeah. And then he picks up the knight's metal yeah. glove. I accept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blinken is maybe one of my favorites where he runs up. There's like the statue with no arms and he runs up and he's like, Robin, you've returned. And he hugs him. and He's like, oh, but you've lost your arms. And he's like, oh, but you've grown a nice set of boobs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's such a great, such a great. Anyway, <laughs> Mel Brooks is awesome. Yeah, I love Mel Brooks. Yeah, okay. It's awesome. Last fact. And I've heard of this. This is funny, too. It's funny how the the, the universe puts things together because I was just listening to, I think it was an episode of tinfoil hat podcast uh, where Sam Tripoli just off the cuff, they were talking about something medieval and he was like, well, yeah, you know, you weren't going to live past 30. So you had to do whatever while you can. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that I heard that. And then when I just look up random misconceptions in history, this came up medieval folks lived way longer than 30 years. Yeah. I was thinking they probably did. I, I put 30 on like Neanderthals, Neanderthals. I can see that. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, I thought they probably lived a little longer, but, um, how long, do they, how long do they live? Well, how long was it? Anyway, while it is true that the life expectancy was much lower back then, the statistic is highly skewed by high infant mortality and the life expectancy of people who ah, live to adulthood. Yeah, yeah. Was much higher. A 21 year old man in medieval England, for example, could be by one estimate expected to live to about the age of 64. Hmm. I mean, that's way higher than I was thinking. Yeah. In the sixties oh, yeah. in yeah. the sixties. Yeah. That is way higher. But yeah, just no. People lived well past their thirties. Yeah. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people don't now, but yeah, by and large, <laughs> Uh, do you know, and and we live somewhere near this, do you know what city in the United States has the lowest expected, uh, what it would, it would be, like, expected? Life expectancy? Life expectancy, yes. They have the lowest life expectancy? What yes. city does? Yes. Pine Bluff. No. What? Stillwell, Oklahoma. No way. Yeah, it does. I looked it up just like the other nationwide. Day. Nationwide. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. That's like and there's 40... some other towns I've never heard of below it, but um and there's a there's quite a few in Oklahoma. Why is that? Uh I would say poor diet and um I would say stagnant behavior. Really? You know, yeah. yeah. Like just not getting out there much. Okay. Okay. Um Mickey D's probably doesn't help. Yeah. Well, I know, unfortunately, there's a, um, just as far as the uh, uh, Native American population, mm -hmm. there's an epidemic of diabetes. Yeah. I that, mean, it's crazy. That and the opioid. I mean, the opioid thing. And that's not, that's, that's nonspecific. That's everybody. But I mean, the Cherokee Nation in particular have identified that they have an epidemic really? of opioid abuse. Really? They want, they, the last time I, 
I heard they or that I read an article about it. They were going to sue the opioid manufacturing companies. I think they should. And they wanted it in tribal court, and they were fighting trying to get it in like a federal court. Oh. So I don't know what would happen to that. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, they're not the only people to blame, though. Um, one thing I don't understand is why we don't have – I never – I don't understand this. Why there isn't something that's tied to your social where if you get a prescription – they key that in and it's on a system. Yeah. And that would be, I mean, we have Facebook. I mean, that's an algorithm that's way more complex than what this would need to be. Some kind of database where you go to another doctor and they're like, well, hang on, let me type this in. Oh, well, it says you got this. And if they say, well, yeah, but I don't, you know, I haven't, I don't have that. It's like, well, you renewed it like a month ago. Yeah. I'm not giving you this one. Yeah. They could do that. (laughs) That's so easy. They could do that. Yeah. I and and I, I haven't read anything. I mean, I, I probably need to research that and read like why sometimes you have the symbol why can't they do that? That would solve everything and, and you'll read and there's an issue, there's a reason why. And, and maybe they already do to some degree. But I just know of too many people that can play the system and go to different places and get prescriptions and just like you know, abused. You can buy a wheel cylinder at O'Reilly's in Tucson, Arizona, and then you can fly (laughs) to uh, Bethel Heights, wherever, wherever, a thousand miles away (laughs) and go into another O'Reilly's to buy brake fluid. And when they put in your phone number or whatever you give them, they'll say, Oh, I see you've, you know, yeah. Even, even O'Reilly's has how'd that brake cylinder work. Exactly. So don't, don't tell me that the pharmacies and stuff can't do the same thing. Uh, my guess, and someone will be screaming out there, iPod touch, but because <laughs> uh, this may not be correct, but I would guess that if they implemented that and it worked and it only kind of worked, sales for some of those would go down dramatically, dramatically. and people would lose money and, you know, I wouldn't. No, it's any money. It's all about money. I'm not an investor in. uh, So when you make public health, and this this is very left leaning of me, and I have right leaning things too, but I lean more left. Uh, It is a very um, for profit model, and when you make a health healthcare for profit, are you really worried about the patients? Are you worried about that green thing that you exactly? You know, and there's no there's no money in cures. There's only Money and treatment. Yep. I mean, if you cure something, that's not good. Our healthcare system is, it's yeah. seriously messed up. Yeah. I almost said whack. Did you? I've literally never used I was used just thinking that. Really? I was just thinking whack. Are you kidding? Did yeah. you B-mail it to me? I was thinking, this is whack. Because I've literally never used that, and I've never said anything was whack in conversation. But for some <laughs> reason, it, it felt perfect just then. Our I healthcare know. system is whack, I yo. Think- <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i was thinking that's, that's whack what are the odds that we would both come up with that crazy ass early 90s you know, urban word that we've never used before i think we used it on a skit one time <laughs> i think i had a character that was like this stuff is whack or something i can't remember the context of that conversation oh dear god uh, okay hey is that it oh yeah that's all that's okay. it man episode 45 smash and grab part two Um, We will talk to you guys next time. Adios, amigos. Bye-bye.